Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We're not at the booth. We are actually at the panel event here at Gamer Comer, Gamer Comic Expo. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long couple of days, yeah, and is. we have an amazing guest here, star of television, <laughs> at oh, no. screen, uh, a professional uh, comedian, yeah. a, a a writer, a singer, performer. Mr. Mike Valdez. What's up? You are playing the part of both of my sisters today. Yeah. That's your first task. Well, I already sound like a girl, so that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Friday Night Movie family. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I know. We've had a lot of fun <laughs> chatting throughout the con. Uh, so let's let's just like let's set the scene a little bit. Uh, as far as the Gamer Comic Expo, what has been your highlight so far of the con? Oh, man. I was actually just talking to my buddy Pete about this, where definitely the highlight for me was I, I was moderating panels. That was oh, wow. my job. So I moderated a panel with Robbie Riss, the voice of Michelangelo on oh, the Ninja awesome. Turtle movies. Did you get him to say Cowabunga? Uh, I, I, he said a lot of things. He said, <laughs> God, I love being a turtle. He did. Uh, <laughs> I, when I went to his booth, he, uh, I didn't even ask him, but he was like, pizza dudes got 30 seconds. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. It was really great. But there was a moment where he was talking about Ninja Turtles, the movie three, or the third movie. Oh, Turtle, the Turtles and well, it's not Turtles in Time, but yeah. it might as well have been Turtles might in Time, right? Been, yeah. yeah, and uh, and I was like, and I was like, well, I mean, I like it, you know. And he was like, that movie's terrible. It's awful. And I was like, well, I mean, technically, my favorite is the first, but I like the I like the second one and the third one. And he's like, the second one isn't good. And then we kind of had this like almost comical like fake banter about like you know this movie's better and like you're a better you're a better fan or you're not a fan and then I had this moment beside myself that I said out loud and it got a really big laugh in the room where I was like if I could tell my eight-year-old self that I would be on a stage arguing with the voice of Michelangelo on which Ninja Turtle <laughs> movie is the best one that, I would be I would think I was crazy the only thing that could top that is if you guys broke into a go ninja go ninja go vanilla yeah. ice dance break yes. I think that would be amazing. Uh, all right. Well, we 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 talk a lot about our childhood. We talk a lot about growing up. Yeah. Let's, as do I. Let the the Ninja Turtles movie is a huge huge uh, milestone moment in my family. Yeah. Because I went with my sisters to see it in the theater with our parents. It was I don't know if it was on a Friday night, but that was the same spirit of a Friday night movie. But it was the night before, unbeknownst to us, that our mother would end up in the hospital for a really long time. Oh, wow. And she, she's all right now. Okay. Uh, she's a frequent guest on the pod. I Great. had her on yesterday. Um, uh, but for me, that movie has always been this like very important thing because... It was a, a happy moment my fam my parents wanted to have with us, even though they knew nothing about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but the movie and I'll, the movie had a moment in it where um, April O'Neil and Casey Jones slammed the doors, and yeah. I remember it to this day. Before I, I assume it's Michelangelo said, just like moonlighting, or maybe it's Donatello who says it. Yeah, my mother said it out loud beforehand. It yeah. reminded her of this TV show with Bruce Willis and Shovel Shepard, so moonlighting, and she has this amazing ability to. She's our pop culture north star yeah. in our family. My dad's awesome too, but but she is the one who really embraces everything. Um, do you have a, a movie from your childhood 
that is an anchor like that that has that kind of Man. experience you know it, it's funny because i have i love movies i like them so much and i was listening to your show and i know that's something that you like to do is like to do like a top five list oh yeah or and six because yeah. my sister always cheats man it is so hard for me to do that you know because it's just i love so many movies and Honestly, I the only thing I know for a fact is that my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. The first one. The first or one. Or do you count them all as one contiguous event? I technically do count them all as one thing. Um, I I know there's a lot of people that don't like part three. I'm okay with it. I, 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 okay, I'm going to go bold here. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. Part three is my favorite Back to the Future. There you go. Boom. I, mic drop. This is my personal thought. I think Back to the Future 3 is the funniest of the three. I think I like <laughs> Back to the Future 3 because it has the simplicity of the first one, mm -hmm. but it does not have the like darkness and and that terrifying edge of yeah, the, of the early part. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the second one. But even the first one when that grim, dirty 1980s that uh, that Marty lives in before his family conquers yeah. their demons. Yeah. I like the fact that when you go back to Hill Valley mm -hmm. in the 1800s, that it, it, while there are challenges and there's Wild West and there's shooting, mm -hmm. it's just a brighter. It's a brighter movie. It's a brighter story for Marty. Yeah, you, you've resolved a lot of Marty's own past issues here. Yeah, and except the the chicken thing, mm -hmm. but uh, you know he's 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 at the end of that growth arc. Mm -hmm. And something that means a lot to me is character development. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And Marty really does develop. And by and by the third. Back to the Future, he's the more rational one, keeping yeah. Doc on the rails as Doc submits yeah. to love. Yeah, I definitely could agree with that. Absolutely. That's a great way of take of, of looking at it. I I love one of the reasons why I love that first one is is just because that movie in every way, shape, or form is just lightning in a bottle. Like there it, is no way it, it, it's the only one. So what did you think in Avengers Endgame mm -hmm. when they had the extensive takedown of Back to the Future. Oh, I still thought that that joke was funny. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, jo that joke still, was really good. I still thought it was great. I still I enjoyed it. I actually even liked that they were referencing Back to the Future. Like, I at the end of the day, I thought that was a funny way of looking at it, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, just, man, that like, the stories you hear about that movie, you know, if 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 your listeners haven't heard about, you know, the whole Eric Stoltz thing and like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. he was the original Marty McFly and they shot most of the movie with him. Is there an Eric Stoltz cut, like the Snyder cut floating Man, around out release there? Release the Snyder cut of Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the that Eric weird Stoltz. Marty McFly. So <laughs> this is uh, this is great because I'm going to we're going to segue right into a Friday night movie game. Let's okay? do it. So we play a number of bits and games on Friday night movie and one of them is called cast ellipsis away cast yeah. away it might come up again when we do the card game but, got it um cast away is a game where uh, well i'll throw out a scenario mm -hmm. and you've got to pitch me the dream cast okay. or 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 if not your dream cast your cast for that particular scenario that you okay. think is going to work so here we've got Ma we've got eric stultz we've got mark we've got michael j fox back to the future is rebooting okay you cannot stop it 
Because okay. I know all of us agree. I'm looking around the I room. Hope in this scenario, I'm not alive. It, it's exactly. <laughs> this is. It's actually. It's. It's in the era of post Fallout, that yeah. video game. Yes. Right. Um, and people are like, we've got to reboot Back to the Future, yeah. which should never happen. Yeah. But it's got to happen, and you have to save it with the casting. Okay. Mike Valdez. Oh man. Who is your? I'm gonna go character by character here. So you got some, and you can jump around. All right. You are okay. Who is your? Marty McFly in man. rebooted Back to the Future. Okay, this is so hard, man. I, I'm, you're making me answer something I would have, I would never wanted to answer. That <laughs> um, is, that's part of what Friday movie, Friday Night so, movie does. We're secretly so a, a psychological torture mechanism. I think, honestly, I think the best decision right now is probably going to be Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Okay, because I, li- I, like I think that. the reason why is because he's in a band. He plays guitar already. Like he's kind of becoming this like cool guy, but you could also believe he's a nerd at the same time. You know, there's that whole vibe that I get from him. And and I'm assuming also, you know, he's playing the age that Marty McFly was playing. You know, like he's not 12 in this scenario. But yeah, uh, he. I think he would be the best new version of Marty McFly that we could that we could have so i think you hit on something there right phil and wolfhard has being cast essentially in these retro 80s role even in the weezer video have you yeah. seen the weezer video yes, for take on me that's also kind of the reason why i picked him as well because yeah. he's so good at being in the 80s kind it's, of a thing it, it's almost <laughs> like a, a the version of like being an old-timey british actor and yeah. being in a period piece i guess mm-hmm. there's certain people that have the look to yeah. be in an 80s movie and <laughs> yeah. maybe finn wolfhard has that. yeah so it's true I, I i really love i really love where you're going with that mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you something crazy here okay i'm gonna for my because i play too in yeah these games. That's oh yeah works. all right so i'm gonna and if you guys we have an odd we have audience here if anyone wants to play too at any point in any games just raise your hand we've got two microphones mm-hmm. um uh you don't have to go in this round but we'll keep we'll keep going um i'm gonna gender swap yeah okay and i'm gonna go with i don't know if you watch this show on uh, it just ended on abc so she's free mm-hmm Eden Share, okay. who played Sue Heck on the middle. Okay. okay. She has a tremendous knack for physical comedy. Mm-hmm. She has a tremendous knack for being awkward. But when you when you actually look at her in her real life, the character is extremely awkward. Yeah. She's actually a, a, a much more of a much more of an elegant character than she plays. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see that kind of role with her, with her kind of punk rock it up a bit. Man, I and would, I actually would really like that as well. She, she plays the, the middle child in, in the middle. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 So man, she would be phenomenal, man. I agree with you on all of those, on all of those things. Uh, she's a phenomenal actress. I think that would be great. If you were to gender swap it, that would be perfect. I, I yeah, I, I think, think so. so. So that's so. Um, all right, cool. All right. Yeah. So now, why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we? I'm gonna give you a tougher character because okay. we're not done with Back to the Future yeah. casting here. Okay. okay? <laughs> you thought you were gonna? You're like, oh, phew. All right, I Finn Wolfharded it. <laughs> yeah. Now we're out of here. Nope. <laughs> now I want. I wanna. I want you to go into. I think one of the most interesting characters because he's only. Really, most people don't know this, but yeah. um, George McFly. Mm-hmm. You know, Crispin Glover is only in the first movie mm-hmm. he's hanging upside down in the second one but that's some other dude yeah. for which crispin glover uh i think um successfully sued yeah. universal for Absolutely. for his likeness being yeah used. yeah um who would you make a george mcfly man that's so difficult because i actually think that the george mcfly character is so important and why that movie is so special because 
he he finds a way to be so like he he finds a way to like be a nerd in this in this way where where you can be anyone and you understand how he feels you you've been in that situation where you're you're fearful of what people are going to say because you don't and you don't want to confront them because you don't know that they could possibly end you or that kind of thing <laughs> right because um, in those days bullies like could kill you exactly well i mean yeah. maybe they i don't know you guys are younger than me maybe yeah. bullies can still kill people but my yeah. in my jewish private school the bullies could <laughs> like at most, you know, push you into a locker. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And I that's the other part that scares me. In this reboot of Back to the Future, is Biff just going to be, like, a YouTube commenter? Like, oh, that? <laughs> like, that's the thing that kind of makes me upset about so this reboot. So you know? Biff is, like, a cyber bully <laughs> yes. in this new one. So, like, I, I, oh, sorry, so Biff, or, Biff is just insert generic influencer exactly, here. Exactly, okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it could be, like, PewDiePie <laughs> or something. I don't know, I don't, some I don't, YouTuber. <laughs> I don't know all of the YouTubers yeah, just me yet. The YouTubers I know, I, I started following, mm -hmm. it seems have already shut down their YouTube channels because yeah. I'm a decade late to getting to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm enough. like, oh, where can I find that? Oh, well, no, they quit YouTube when the ad sales thing. Yeah. Changed. Oh uh, my gosh. Right. I, I actually think this question is harder than casting Marty McFly. Because well, so I think we let's let's break it down. I think we need someone that has Crispin Glover is a bona fide psycho, right? So, so you, you need someone who can play the nerd, mm -hmm. but that has a glint mm -hmm. of like crazy in their eye. And I, you know, that absolutely is tough. I'm gonna go with. All right, I'm just. This is totally this is totally like out of the blue. This is what has instinctively come to my mind here. Yeah. I'm going to go with um it, what the guy who plays Toby on uh The Office. Okay. All right, you know who I'm talking about? Uh I Le do. leader or Lieber Le Lieber. Oh man, if anyone remember his name, there's yeah, I no can't, there, I, can't I don't have IMDb here right now. Yeah. But uh I so that I'm not saying it's a perfect casting, but the one reason why he comes to my mind is that he seems like a person if pushed too hard could could do a little bit of murder. Yeah. But also he's a little bit of a romantic. And when I think of his unrequited love of Pam Beasley, mm -hmm. now that guy's in his fifties, so this is yeah. a very badly cast character. But <laughs> yes. he if I could take anyone at any age, I would take him. Okay. Man. Um I think, you know, I think coming yeah, I, I think the best answer um, that I can think of, at least at this moment, um, would be I I, forget, I can't remember his last name. It's uh, I know his first name is Dylan. Uh, he's um, he's on Thirteen Reasons Why right now. Okay, uh, he's the main character. He oh, plays okay. Clay. Uh, okay, um, that's... and now the only reason why I choose him is because he is. He's very good at playing the awkward outcast, but also you can see how he can be the romantic, you know, kind of so a person. That is an infinitely better answer than mine. <laughs> and while there are no winners and losers in this game, yeah, Mike Valdez, you, yeah. <laughs> you win this. All right, before we get into the game, I want to ask you a couple of questions yeah. about you. Um, uh, you have been on Nickelodeon. Yeah. You have an album. Yeah. Uh, at least one. Yeah, at least one. At least one that I know of. <laughs> you are a stand-up, yeah. and you have been actually the person uh, doing the rodeo of the stand-up here yeah, at Gamer Comics absolutely. Expo. Um, uh, let's start with Nickelodeon. Sure. All right, because I grew up on 80s Nickelodeon, yeah. the OG. Absolutely. The, where the green slime came from. Yes. <laughs> what, what show are you on? Tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, the... I've I've done a lot of things. So I mean, I um, you know, the the Nickelodeon show that I did, I was on an episode of a show called I Am Frankie, uh which is a 
it's a comedic kind of dramedy kind of a show like for like it's for the teen nick market okay and so essentially it's about a um a girl who has a friend who's a robot who's named Frankie. Okay. And, and essentially like I played in an episode, I played one of these like henchmen, like villain guys. Oh, you know? Henchman so, villain. Yeah. Very so, cool. um, but the fun thing was that my character was dumb, so I didn't have to do much acting. Okay. You know, like, oh, I was, stop, just, I was stop. very like, so I, I I'm going to beg to differ because if you're a stand up comment, the comic, the amount of, rehearsing and 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 precision that you need to really do that right yeah. is amazing um uh I, I, the best stand-up comics make it look effortless but mm-hmm. there's so much effort into go going into it is that what the experience is like for you do you put a lot of effort into your stand-up material I, oh i definitely do and i put effort in my acting and all that stuff i i always try to put as much effort i think the the hardest part is making it look like it's effortless uh, yeah, that's exactly. really the hardest part exactly. um, what's the secret recipe to that because um, you know now we can just give it all away to the, yeah the that's the thing it i you know what i would tell you if i knew it okay. <laughs> you know like that's the thing like if i knew how to make the sandwich i would give you the recipe you know but i don't know um all i know is that when it comes to anything, when it came, when it comes to acting, when it comes to stand up, even when it came to making my, my own podcast or making an album or anything, it was something where I was just like, I, I'm doing this because I want to have fun. And if I'm not having fun anymore, then why am I doing this? Okay. That kind of thing. So I, I basically just, and also, just because I do so many things, uh, it, it could also be like my ADD, or maybe I'm bored or something. But like some days, I'll have a day where I just think of bits, and then I'll have another day where all I want to do is write a song. Like if you if you were to look at my notepad or my notebooks, you would think I was insane. You know, like they're like, what is? <laughs> it would look like the Joker's notepad. Exactly. Again, the Joker. Yeah. Okay. It would it would be like you know questions like what is what does love mean and then like also farts are weird. You like you like <laughs> what is going on with this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> we uh, I I I feel like I really understand you. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so all right, stand up. Let's let's talk about something that's going on in the stand up world now. You're seeing more and more stand up comedians. Mm-hmm. They're um, they're pulling they're they're not letting people have cell phones yeah a, and in shows because they don't want their bits taken out of context yeah. I'll, I'll go i'll be straight with you mm-hmm. i think this is good i think that there's a certain amount of freedom that needs to happen yeah. in the world of stand-up comedy it has to you're making a contract oh, yeah. with the comedian when you go in and sit in that room with them mm-hmm. and then once you you know I feel like it's a little bit of a violation of the contract to go to a comedy show and then, you know, cancel someone for being offensive mm-hmm. in most cases, in most cases. Yeah. I think there are some lines that have been crossed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think of Michael Richards as one of those examples. Yes. But in general, I think that comedians, um, comedians need to have that room to, to create an experiment. Of course. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, it's something that I, I think that it, it more than likely usually always happens with like celebrity like comedians or like way bigger comedians. Um, you know, when they'll come to, you know, like for example, uh, if Jerry Seinfeld were to come to the Miami improv, there's probably more chances that people would whip out their cell phone. Cause majority of them are just trying to tell their friends, Hey, can you believe this? Jerry Seinfeld's here. Because again, we all just want things to go back to us. That's really <laughs> all we, you know, we have these apps that really, 
you know, just go back to us. We have a phone that has a camera pointed to our face, you know, like it's about us, you know? So, um, there's, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. So I'm in a way, I'm kind of lucky that I'm not Jerry Seinfeld status to where it's like, I, I, I would be scared of doing 10 minutes at a place. Cause I'm scared that they would be taking things out of context and, you know, putting videos online of my stuff that I haven't have been working on and don't know if it's funny yet, like that kind of thing. Um, but I, uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think that it's, you, you said it perfectly. It's a verbal contract. And if someone says something in a way, that's almost like your, your testing ground, you know, you start to realize, you, you know, you say something and then it doesn't get a laugh. Okay, great. Now I know never say that again, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so rarely have I ever told the joke that got no laughs or I has booed me, you know, where somebody booed at me. I was like, Oh, that, that was a funny joke. I got booed off. That was great. You know, like most of the time you just repeat the stuff that people like. So, um, but yeah, that's, those are my thoughts pretty much. Okay, cool. All right, let's play. So we, my sisters and I have created, and this is a gamer comic expo. So my sisters and I have created a Friday night movie home edition. Mm Mm-hmm. I so love this. you're gonna have to be you have to be sharp here. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about it. But and and audience members, you are welcome to participate at any time. Yeah. So I've got. So in one hand, I just need to. Honestly, there's one there's a one card that's like a bad penny, okay. and I'm just taking it out because it's like the womp womp every time it pops <laughs> up, and I'm just like, nope, this is not making it to the next round of this, of the of this podcast's existence. Okay. So I've got two piles here i've got one these are the bit cards okay Okay. these are all signature friday night movie bits they're all bits that we created for the show but that's that's the shuffling by the way yeah if people are listening that's not me like (laughs) tearing things up Um, (laughs) these uh these are all bits that we've done on the show or at least we do in our own (laughs) conversations um and and they all have their own names i'm not that isn't to say that you haven't or, or anyone hasn't had these types of conversations which is part of what we're trying to do here yeah, is really and then in the other side is a series of topics and you know in my dream world when we have this there'll be expansion packs and you yeah. can get all sorts of variations but right now these are just ones that made the most sense to us so uh i'm gonna ask you to pull a bit card first okay. and then i'm the the way the game works is i'm the host mm-hmm. you're the contestant if you okay. will and you can pull any bit card you want and you tell me the you show me the bit and i'll explain it to you and then we're gonna oh mvp okay MVP. this is this is this is i would say one of the this is a great one and it's easy i'm gonna ask you who your most valuable player performer actor is in something and that okay. something is the, the general topic is going to be defined what you pull oh man, out I love this topic. already. What you pull out of the topics here? <laughs> movies and TV you were too young to see. Okay, so all right, movies and TV that you were too young to see. Okay. We all have those movies. I saw Revenge of the Nerds when I was six. And if you guys see Revenge of the Nerds, it's like a super hard R rated. Yeah. Think American Pie is a kids movie compared to Revenge yeah, of the Nerds. That's very true. I I did see it, but I was of an age where. I was old enough. Yeah. Um, well, so name one of those, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mo- we're gonna work the MVP in there. Man, I'm trying to think. Um, it's tough. I I actually talk about this on my podcast, Childhood Get Best with Mike Valdez, where um, I I grew up in a very like conservative home, so I wasn't allowed to watch a crazy amount of things. You know, um, 
in fact, like, you know, I, I grew up in, in a very religious home, so, like, I couldn't watch Harry Potter until I was in my 20s. Because it was, like, witchcraft? Yeah, I oh, couldn't okay, watch it right. until I was in my 20s, you know, and that was my rebellion. You okay. know, was watching a PG movie made for children, you know, like, <laughs> like, like yeah, that my, kind of thing. My parents, my parents were not hung up on witchcraft-based things. They yeah. thought things like that were awesome for yeah, us. Yeah, it's up. so weird. Like, my best friend went through the same thing where he couldn't watch, this is the thing that kills me, he couldn't watch Harry Potter, but he could watch Wizards of Waverly Plays. It's the same thing. Oh wow! <laughs> like I it makes no sense. I have no idea what. The, okay, so so what would have been your Harry Potter um, contraband? You know, the thing you watched. Everyone had that kid growing up. You went over to their house and they had gun toys. Okay, we weren't allowed gun toys in my house. Man, I okay. So I've said this story on my podcast, but I'll go ahead and tell you because it's a good, it's a story. And that the name of the repeat. podcast is Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez. Yeah. And people should listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's giving us some free material here right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun. But I, so essentially when I was a kid, my friends that we always would take to church were like, hey, Mikey, do you want to watch Dumb and Dumber? And I said, oh, that, yeah. I, I was just telling my kids that movie has an extended diarrhea scene. Oh, yeah. They were. It's probably my favorite of all time. <laughs> and so he's like, and and so uh, I, I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And for some reason, my dad thought that that would be a good idea to hang out and watch it with us. And so... We were watching the movie and everything was fine. You know, uh, we were laughing, you know, at all the dumb stuff. And then there's this scene, and I'm sure all of your listeners as well as you will know what I'm talking about. It's the scene where uh, Jim Carrey is driving in the sheepdog and he has this daydream about um, about uh, sw- uh, Miss the Pl- Swanson. Play- played by... Lauren Holly. And I'll just say, if you were a kid growing up as like a teenager in Mm -hmm. those days, Lauren Holly was on this TV show called Picket Fences. She was very, very hot then. Yeah. Like she was a big deal. Holy cow. That doesn't surprise me at all. And so, anyway, there's. This guy knows Lauren Holly. Look at him. Yeah. There's a great scene where, you know, he's. They're like taking off articles of clothing, and then she takes off her dress, and then the joke is that the headlights of the car are her boobs oh yeah but my dad doesn't understand jokes so my dad (laughs) thought that we were just gonna see boobs you know so he was just like no this movie isn't funny uh and so i was banned from watching jim carrey movies Oh, wow. That, uh, that's amazing. That's it. Jim Carrey's the devil. Okay, so, yeah. all right. Which is crazy because when you think about it, it wasn't the director of the movie, it wasn't the writer of the movie, nor was it the person who took her dress off. It was Jim Carrey's fault. Oh, that, well. <laughs> so, so to me, I would say my MVP is Jim Carrey. All right. There, you, you got the answer. I mean, you didn't have to. So for, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. You nailed it. I would say for me, Revenge of the Nerds is always the one that comes to my mind. But another big one was my dad was was my mom was out of town. And, you know, dad, I mean, my daughter has been with me at this con all week. Yeah, she's been amazing. She's more mature than me. Um, but we've been eating like cookies and cheeseburgers sure. for three days <laughs> yeah. straight. So my dad and I were were hanging out when my mom was out of town, which was very rare growing up. And we watched the movie Red Heat, okay. which is uh, I, I was like. 11, I think, and that is like a very murdery R-rated movie with Schwarzenegger and Jim Belushi. And um, my MVP in that one is, is, you know, everyone would think maybe it's Arnold, but it's Jim Belushi as that, like, 
fast talking American cop with yeah. the, you wouldn't see it you would see this only parodied now the American cop and the and the communist yeah. and the communist cop so so for me that's that one all right now oh. you're going to now let's let's you want to play another round yes i okay. would love that all right so grab uh, a bit card okay. again i'm going to grab this one Oh, expectations. 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 Okay, this one does not require a topic. Okay. And I'm not going to put you on the spot to have a topic on this one because okay. it might end up too narrow. Okay. Expectations is a very serious, serious moment of shame that you could have. Okay. And that is when, and 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 high expectations can lead to a a condition we call show embarrassment, okay. which means that you. Say to your friend, you got to watch this show mm-hmm. and, or this movie. And you sit there and you're like, I can't wait for you to watch this show. Please watch this show. Please watch this show. And they watch it. And you're so excited. And it's one of those times where you're watching them and you're watching the show. You're watching them. You're watching the show. You're watching them. You're watching the show, right? Because you're so excited. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're like, eh, that sucked. Yeah. Or they turn it off or they start looking on their phone in the middle. And that leads to show embarrassment. Yeah. So what is a time where you have set high expectations <laughs> and those expectations have not been met um okay the one that i'm thinking of <laughs> is one where i told my best friend my my best friend and his wife love rom-coms okay and so i had just seen this rom-com on netflix and i i honestly can't even remember the name of it it was the girl well they're churning so many out right now on netflix that they're barely paying attention the algorithm is actually directing the movies at this point. right and so basically it's uh the the premise of the movie was that this girl i think uh it's Sierra Burgess. Is it Sierra oh, Burgess? Oh, my, my sister's. I've seen that one. The is that so, something like that? Something it's, where she she pretends to be another girl, and like all this stuff happens. You know, where it, it's all has to do with like the guy thinks. You know, it's like playing with this guy's mind, and you know all this kind of thing. And I showed my friend. I was like, oh, this is you know through facebook messenger because he lives in orlando so i was like hey you should watch this movie it's pretty funny and then it also has really heartfelt moments in it and like blah 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 so they watched it and then he messaged me back and he was like that movie is awful (laughs) and i was like why would you say that and he's just like he just started um and then he he made a point where he was just like if you switch the roles if it was a guy that was doing that this movie would be problematic. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, you're actually not wrong at all. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the time I've had show embarrassment. Oh, sure. that's, that is a great, that is a great moment of show embarrassment. I'll tell you one where some people have really fallen, had their, should have their own show embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I literally had every person I know tell me to see the Joker okay. and I didn't want to see it, but I, you know, everyone said it was so amazing and I saw it and I, I both, I recognize it is a great movie. Yeah. I hated every minute of it really? except the few minutes with Brian Callen, who's sure. uh, on the Goldbergs and yeah. it's a really funny guy, but I just, I was miserable for every minute of the Joker. Oh my gosh. They, they played, I just felt like. And I've said this on the pod before. I feel like they spent most of their budget in in very upsetting cello music, mm. and um, I did not enjoy it. So for me, but no one seems to be. Most people just think I'm an idiot, so I yeah. accept that. Well, I I actually <laughs> I have I have. You're like you are an idiot. No, I don't think that. <laughs> I I completely understand people that don't like it. Um, 
because that because that movie doesn't define my personality. Um, <laughs> but but also something that I really found funny about that movie is like you know hopefully when you're listening to this you've seen the Joker uh, so I'm not spoiling anything when I say these things but there's a there's a part in it when he takes. Uh, Zazzy beats this girl to hit the comedy club and he does comedy and oh, then yeah. and they're kind of like on this date or whatever and then you ta- you find out later on that like it was all in his mind and you know she never went on a date with him and all this stuff I actually immediately knew that it was on his mind the moment that he took her to the comedy club oh I knew it was on because mind he because he, he bombed and the date continued uh, <laughs> I was like, there is no so way would you <laughs> that would ever, ever happen. <laughs> would you ever take someone who you were dating? There is no chance to a show. There was no chance to <laughs> not even if I liked her, I would never take her to a comedy show that, that is, I was performing at. That's, no way. That is amazing. <laughs> that that's. I mean, I was in a band, and that my band wasn't like wasn't like a cool like sexy band. Yeah, we're yeah. more like bare naked ladies, right? Okay. So. <laughs> you know, in Burn Naked Ladies in the early 90s. Yeah. And so I, I like I, it never worked really that well for me. But uh-huh. I, I felt like with music, you're at least playing and gesticulating. Of course. Yeah. With comedy, it's like there is a defined metric on whether or not you have done a good job. Yeah. The people laugh or they don't laugh. And it is an instant, mm-hmm. an instant um, evaluation. Yeah. When you think about the world of social media likes and, and instant it almost feels like, and I love, and I like social media a lot. I'm not anti-social media. I think if it's used responsibly and people put positive things out in the world, yeah. then it can be a positive thing. I agree. But when you think about how stand-up comics, like the psychology of stand-up comics, and then you think, imagine tons of people playing in the volatile world of instant thumbs up or thumbs down, mm-hmm. or worse, you know, no likes, quiet. Yeah. You know, just like crickets. Uh, I kind of see where the it's where crazy. the psychological yeah, Pete, uh, damage can come from. Pete Holmes some... has this amazing analogy uh, about how really the hardest job in entertainment is magic, because there's just a group of people that are trying to ruin it for themselves. You know, like it's like all they're doing is just like. Uh, it's a magnet. It's magnets, dude. It's totally a magnet. Like, hey, can you just like not pretend like this is a magic trick or and just live in the moment? You know, like that kind of thing. Because um, there's that's the thing about comedy is like when you tell a joke, people laugh. They make a sound that you hear that knows that you did something success successfully. There's no sound that the human body makes when they see a magic trick. <laughs> you know, like there's no. Well, sometimes they go. <gasps> yeah, like they can't go. Oh, magic! Like they don't do that. <laughs> like people just laugh, and you know, like that worked. It was a joke, and I know, you know. Um, so it is pretty hard for a magician, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you really think about it like that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that makes a really good point. Magic, I, that magic kind of blows my mind. All right, so oh, yeah. you have a podcast. Child I do like it best with Mike Valdez. And you have told me with Mike Valdez. Yeah, I'm the second part. Oh, you're the yeah. second part. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make sure to put that on there. Yeah. You have bits. Now I have put you very much on the spot here. That's okay. I would love to do one of yes. your one or two of your bits. Absolutely. If you would be willing to to use them on another platform. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Uh so we we usually talk about fandoms and things like that. So we've been doing that uh quite a bit. 
Um, Do you need someone to talk for two and a half hours about how much they hate The Last Jedi? Oh, I'm all about it. Okay, Let's do it. No, no, no. That is both true about how my feelings, but it's also a running bit on our podcast. Oh, is, is that it? I try to bring every conversation <laughs> back to that. Yeah. Like, a, like I'm my own, uh, my own Arthur Fleck when it yeah, comes to that. Yeah, this has been why um, I hate The Last Jedi. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Exactly. Anyway, so, um, so one of the things that we like to do at Childlike at Best is we like to review breakfast cereal because I think oh. that childhood is so important uh, when on especially on Saturday morning like watching cartoons and eating cereal like that is just childhood to you me you have fallen down a dangerous rabbit hole here is it yes my dear friend Chris and I he's a friend from one of my old my oldest friend from work he and I were riding on the bus home once and he asked me some he said something about some cereal he was gonna eat yeah 20 minutes later he turns to me and he goes I really didn't think it was possible for someone to speak uninterrupted about cereal for as long <laughs> as you just did. So I, I'm, I'm very excited. Right yes, now. I love, I love it. Um, and usually, what we like to do is we, at least what I like to do is I like to review a cereal that has something to do with my guest, whether it's about their personality or about them as a person, that kind of thing. Um, so I got a specific cereal for this show and for, oh, you, and for you specifically. This is amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, and also, by the way, I've done 25 episodes. I've never been wrong. Okay. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I nailed this out of the park. Um, so what I did was I spoke with my sponsors over at Funco. Now, by sponsor, I mean that I like them and I buy all their products. And by spoke to, I mean I tweeted them repeatedly and they didn't get back to me. <laughs> so I love, I love. <laughs> Love, love, love everything that you are, Mike Valdez. I love it. So the cereal that I got for you, Shy, is Avatar The Last Airbender Appa oh, Cereal. Oh, what? Yeah. Does that Wait, is that a real cereal? This is a real cereal with cereal in it that we could eat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. I, I am over. I am overwhelmed. Yeah. This is this is so never been the wrong, opposite Shai. of show embarrassment. Well, no, sorry. I'm just the show overwhelmed. I'm actually using You're the term wrong, but I'm show overwhelmed right now. That's not even the right way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and now I have said over and over and over again on this podcast that I believe the best thing since Star Wars is Avatar Airbender. Yeah. How you were able to find that. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> So do yeah. we eat it now? Is that part uh, of the yeah. fun? Yeah. So yes, part of the fun is that we do get to eat the cereal. So I'm going to go ahead and open it. Have you ever had these Funko cereals no, before? No, I have never had so a Funko cereal. what's super fun about this- Well, that's this, funny how you pronounce it. Funko. Yeah. In my mind, I pronounce it Funko like like a funk band. <laughs> no, that's funny. I yeah. like this is like- 15 years I've been like oh yeah it's a Funko Pop it's yeah. a Funko yeah Funko yeah oh, like fun, fun company wow that's a <laughs> that's a Darth Vader's really Luke Skywalker's um, father kind of moment <laughs> I just had Whew. that's great so but yeah obviously this is for you this is for you, is for you to keep uh, the cool thing about this is it <gasps> comes to the cereal prize they don't have good prizes anymore but there this has go. a prize it has an appa also it has a maze on the back oh, you know, it's got yes. all that stuff Do you, I, I mean I'm an 80s kid which is in my view the golden age of sugar cereals Agreed. and prizes and I remember like the the joy of sitting and watching and reading the back of a cereal box while you just scarfed it down yeah. and tunneled your way down to that toy. Now this toy, very sanitary, is mm -hmm. wrapped in plastic. Yes. In the 80s, you just 
that 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 helicopter or whatever it was was just sitting back. Sitting so um, so yeah, I didn't bring a bowl with me, so okay. we're gonna have to hand it. Let's let's do um, it. Matt, but uh, one of the things that we do uh, is that we review the cereal. Okay. Now, of course, it would be fun to just review the cereal, but what would be more fun is to review this cereal as Appa. Okay. <laughs> right. Wow. And what's really great about this specific cereal is I don't think he's ever spoken. That's right. But his voice is, he is voiced by the great, mm -hmm. the great, I mean, one of the, you know, Hall of Fame voice actors, D. Bradley Baker. Yes. So, absolutely. like, I just tried to make that noise and I got, I got really, like, I got very anxious when you said review this as Appa. So I'm like, oh, so you want me to just mess around with the sound effects of yeah. maybe one of the top five greatest voice yeah. actors of all time? You can do, That's... you can do anything you want. You can okay. speak English, you can make noises, anything you want. Um, so I, I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to wow, you. Wow, it's low in calorie as well. Yeah, this it's is, low in calories. This is like okay, so I'm gonna just pour some out of my hands. So um, I am gonna I'm gonna go. Can I can I go through phases as I as of I course this? you okay. can. And and if you don't mind, I want I want to give some to the audience. Oh yeah, as well. please yeah, have some yeah, guys. If you want so some. so just to describe them, these are O-shaped. On the cover, I was I was thinking, oh maybe these are gonna be sort of like a shellacked Cheerio. But when you actually feel their their weight, mm -hmm. um, they look like a white Applejack, if you guys ever looked at Applejacks. But when you feel their weight, they're a little bit lighter. They have almost like a pirate's booty-looking outer texture. They do, don't they? So you have these, you have these off-white little circles. And um, I'm very interested, like, what's this flavor? Is it going to be? Is it going to be sweet? Is it going to... Is it going to taste like I don't know fish? Like what? What could it be? All right. So yeah. now I think everyone's waiting like it like it's a communion. Yeah, <laughs> like all right. they're all waiting for you to have. All it right. First. So, but now I need to have a handful. I can't just you know you can't just put two. I got to have at least like a palmful. So here it goes. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Okay. So, first of all. Oh wow, texture is amazing because it is crispy, but it's more of like a puff situation. Yeah. So even though I'm eating it dry, it is not cutting the roof of my mouth. Yeah. And it has not a Captain a, Crunch situation. Exactly. It has a berry overtone. It almost has like it tastes like one of my all-time favorite cereals, mm -hmm. which I bought. I was so excited to share with my kids on vacation, and they hated it. Oh my gosh. Um, but it tastes like a sort of slightly less sweet, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Tricks. Yeah. And it's making me so happy in my heart. Great, I like, man. I'm I gotta so eat glad. a little bit more. This is we've gotten some awesome gifts from guests over the years. Mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> from some really good friends, but yeah. this really crushes all. This yeah. is unbelievable. You're you're very welcome, oh. man. This one cool. yeah, this one I definitely think you should review as Appa, because we, we got the actual review. Mm. Now let's get Appa's review. Mm -hmm. Come on, I gotta get them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Appa from Avatar: The Last Airbender, ladies and gentlemen. Oh Holy my cow. goodness, that is my favorite <laughs> thing I have ever done. That's incredible, go, Mike. Yeah, that's for you. Oh my so, goodness! Wow, you've just there you, go. you just Mike won the podcast. Everyone, it was, <laughs> I did it all by myself. I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was a competition. Nope, neither did I. <laughs> I am 
Wow, that's incredible. Seven servings for container. Oh my goodness, yeah. this is like this is like I could eat a box of this before bed after a yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, amazing. All right, whoa, childlike at best. So that yeah. is. So tell us a little bit more about what you do on childlike at best, and yeah. feel free to throw any other bits my way. Yeah, well, that's like the only. That's really the only bit that we really do, other than we have like another sort of eating bit that we do as well. Like before I ask the first question, I always we always have a Flintstones vitamin together. Uh-huh. Like what my guests like, and I wait, like the chewy one, like the, yeah, cr- like we the hard do, ones. We do gummies instead of the tablets because the tablets are yeah. Like, that's what they give people in like you know work camps. And, yeah, and to make so they can after you've committed so they can crimes. Draw. <laughs> like those are those are terrible. Yeah. That, that flavor haunts me. Yeah, it's real bad. It's like eating a brick of toothpaste. Yes, oh, I agree. But yeah, we they most most vitamins are in gummy form now, so we just go with Flintstones they, gummies. There, I actually had to take. Um, uh, vitamin B, what's it? no not vit- the fish oil yeah um, uh, in gummy form that's a weird thing to eat in gummy form because that even though you probably weird. don't taste it like in the back of your mind you're like did I just eat a fish gummy yeah, bear I, I would think that'd be a hard taste to get out of a out of a palate you know what I mean yeah like you just you eat who would want to eat fish gummies? Well, f- Swedish fish, but yeah. they're just shaped like fish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really mean, look. Uh, my dear friend Howie, my musical partner of twenty plus years, he used to talk about when we were in high school. He has such an incredible sense of humor. He used to talk about um, how uh, what what could be the grossest snacks, and mm-hmm. the one that always comes to mind that he used to talk about was the loxical. The loxical. What yeah, is that? The loxical. It would be like it's like a popsicle, but it's just frozen lox, like you know, smoked salmon. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally that. know just what you a mean. Little stick and you suck on it. Isn't oh, that the most, yeah, that so would be loxicles pretty. Loxicles are yeah, pretty that would be pretty horrible. Absolutely. Um, so okay, so Mike Valdez, yeah, you are also a musician. I am. Let's talk about that before we get going. Yeah, I want to hear absolutely. I hear, again, from musician to musician, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a band called Mike Valdez and the Noise. I'm the first part of that one, and as opposed to the second part of the oh, podcast, Child Like a Best. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so, so uh, it's basically just alternative pop music. So it's um, someone said the best thing about us. They were like, "Man, you're like pop." Uh, you're like punk rock Billy Joel. Oh, and I was like, punk rock Billy. You had yeah. me at punk rock Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, that's the best thing anyone could ever say about me. That is that is the <laughs> best compliment. I feel like if someone just told me at work, you are punk rock Billy Joel. Yeah, that would I would. Mic drop. I'm out. Exactly. I, am, I have achieved all that I can. <laughs> yeah. So we do. We basically do piano driven rock and roll music. That's so it's uh, we have an album on Spotify and, and iTunes, all that stuff. It's called Dreamer. And we have quite a bit, quite a bit of stuff. If yeah. I have reception, I will be buying this album right now. Yeah. I, I still so buy kind. my music. Do you still buy music or are you all about the Spotify? I actually am. I'm, I'm in the train of like paying seven ninety nine and listening to all the music. Oh, okay. you know, <laughs> well, that, uh, I'm, 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 you know, a little bit of a, a, I don't know if obsessive is the right word or yeah. I'm a collector Yeah, and uh, I like to own stuff. I'm I afraid agree. iTunes is going to take it all away one day. Yeah, I'm actually very scared of that as well. It's one of the reasons why I started collecting vinyl Oh yeah, because I'm scared that I was like, I keep buying all this stuff digitally, but like what happens if there's some sort of surge or like, you know, the the revelation from the the apocalypse of like biblical proportions comes you know like what what do we do if i wanted to watch a movie and i can't like 
at least I know I have the DVD. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's my house isn't basically built that way. Yeah, is basically built in case there is a DVD apocalypse yeah. and there is no way to stream movies. You yeah. can all I own all the all the movies I have digitally, or, or all the movies that I own are either digitals that I've bought that are sitting on a server, yeah. or uh, actual DVDs that I have or backups because yeah. I'm a crazy person. I'm the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, before we get you out. I want to play the. Do you have time to do of one course more I game? Do. The yeah, signature the game of Friday Night Movie. Awesome. By Rent. Meh. 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 Okay. Nice. I love so it. So this is the universal rating system of Friday Night Movie. Mm -hmm. Buy means you buy it. You're putting it in that iTunes library. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rent. There was these things called video stores in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Where you'd go to... Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Just Hollywood sure. video, Blockbuster. Most people only have seen them in the Marvel, Captain the, Marvel. You know, I the good thing about me, Shy, is that I look younger than I am. Oh, okay, all right. Because your <laughs> so, pop culture references are amazingly yeah. close to my old I'm age. I'm extreme. I'm a lot older than I look. Oh, okay, all right. And then meh. Now, meh, what's really important about your meh is how you deliver it. Sure. Is going to define what the meh is it can be a meh i don't care it can be a meh like i don't like it now okay, yeah. so i'm gonna mash up as much as i can okay. in this question here that sounds great okay you are a singer mm -hmm. and a performer yes and we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics mm -hmm. which is music movies okay yeah they're not necessarily musicals yeah these are music movies yeah all right? i actually have a a really like hot take opinion on this it's okay. i love music movies um, they're great, but it is I, I hold a very high bar for them. Okay. Because it is really difficult to make a movie where making music seems entertaining, because it's not entertaining <laughs> to watch people write music. <laughs> that that's a really good that's you know a really I mean? good way to describe. I think yeah. So for example, like that thing you do is an amazing movie because they make being in a band cool. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, to Ab where it's like, it's not actually that cool sometimes. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to throw three movies at you. Okay. Okay? And you, you have to assign a value, by rent or meh. Okay. But you cannot assign the same value to Sounds each movie. Sounds great. All right? Yeah. So the choices have to be made, uh -huh. and choices have to be justified. Okay. That Thing You Do, mm -hmm. which is my all-time favorite music Love it. movies. One of them for me as well. Now, this one, if you, don't wanna, if you don't know this movie, then we'll go to a different one. But do, did you ever see The Commitments? I never saw the commitments. Okay, yeah, homework mm -hmm. is to see the commitments because yeah. that's the second best okay. music movie of all time. I'm all about concerned. it. Yeah. All right, then I'm gonna jump us along to uh, Pitch Perfect. Okay. All right. Now, do you have a preferred Pitch Perfect? I'm a Pitch Perfect two guy, but most people are a Pitch Perfect one person. I honestly, I feel the same way about all three of them. <laughs> oh god! All right, well, this is gonna be all right. I'm gonna have to yeah. make this hard for you. In a second. Yeah. All right. So we got Pitch Perfect. So we got Pitch Perfect. I'm gonna go with one just so we're we're on yeah, a level playing one, field. Yeah. Um, and then how about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Bohemian uh, Oscar-winning Bohemian Rhapsody. So we are in the acapella world, we are in the band world, and we're in the real band world. Man. By rent or man, all three of these. It's it's easy. Like the the answers are going to be easy, but I'm going to have to explain why. Okay, <laughs> I know for a fact. So definitely buy that thing you do. It's that's, one of the greatest. Music rarely do of all I time. say there's a right answer. That yeah. is the actual right answer. The, it's scientific. My two favorite movies about being in a band are that thing you do and Sing Street. Have you? Ever oh, seen I've Sing seen Street? Sing Street. I like that movie yeah, a lot, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be in my top 
It, it wasn't sure. a very. I liked it a lot, but it wasn't a very memorable movie. For yeah, me. I I un, I completely understand. But yeah, that thing you do is by and large the best m- movie about being in a band. Like period. Um, so there's that. Um, Rent Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Uh, the reason why is uh, Remy Malik does an amazing performance for Freddie Mercury. And but that's about it. You know what I wow. mean? Wow. Like, so, I mean, I, I me. agree. I agree with Rent, but to me, Bohemian Rhapsody felt like an action movie. It was yeah. so intense. Every performance. Yeah. These are all. I mean, I remember watching a lot of those, perf- the, especially the Live Aid thing I'd seen already on YouTube. Oh yeah. So I wanted to see the whole thing. So well, that was the best part of the movie, in it, my opinion, uh, was the Live Aid part. Uh, but yeah, the the reason why that movie is kind of difficult for me is because I'm I'm a really big Queen fan, and I saw I've seen like all the documentaries about it and like all these different things and just them getting a lot of these things wrong kind of just made me upset and got me out of the movie oh okay you know even down to like equipment to where like they would oh, be wow. e- even down to where I, I they were re- <laughs> they were recording in one scene and I'm there with my friend who's also a guitarist and a producer and they they have a mic on the amp and the mic is a uh a sure SM7B, which they didn't make at the time when Queen was recording Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, so it makes that no that's sense. That's a detail that if Brian May was involved, he yeah. would have been like, "Hey, I could build you the microphone." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like like there were little things like that, and there were so many little things that I was just like, "I don't know, man." But I cannot dispute that Remy Malek's performance was amazing. Like okay. it was just out of this world. So I would definitely rent that movie, uh, and then. Meh, for for pitch perfect because like it's it's definitely you have an issue with national treasure Britney Snow. No, I don't. Okay. Not at all. I actually look. I'm all for making movies about music and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know what it is. Like there was something about like acapella movies like they just never interested me like even watching glee sometimes i would just be like i don't know man like it's fine you know what i mean but it's glee i did not like at all i watched one yeah. episode of glee and i was like i can't do yeah. this but pitch perfect always worked for me well one of the reasons why pitch perfect is is great and i understand why it's so popular is because it's extremely funny like it's just yeah. it's a very good comedy it has a great edge of humor Absolutely. it's not it, but glee is much more i think much more tried to be much more socially interesting yeah. and make actual statements. Pitch Perfect was just, this is a comedy. Exactly. Uh, with great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Pitch, so I, I will, just so you know, I'm going to buy that thing you do, that's the right answer. Yeah. I will rent Pitch Perfect, but i got to tell you, two of my most watched movies, I do not travel without Pitch Perfect 1 mm-hmm. and 2 on really? the device. I that's love cool. those movies so much. Yeah. Pitch Perfect 2, actually. The, all, the whole bit with Keegan-Michael Key yeah. telling Very Dax good. to get in his vintage bassoon case is yeah. just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Although it's kind of a uneven movie, yeah. The the next one, uh, and then I'll put Bohemian Rhapsody as meh, but it's like a reluctant meh sure. because it was amazing. But it's it's such an intense movie that I'm not rewatching. I, I don't need it on a desert island. I need those other ones. I definitely agree with you on that. It we, it's not a desert island movie by any means. <laughs> All right, t- can I ask you one more movie music yes, question? Any, ha- so any, have you seen Yesterday's uh, Yesterday, and have you seen Blinded by the Light? I haven't seen either, but. The thing that which I which one is better than I've seen them. I'll tell I know which one I think is better, but which one do you think is better having not seen them? I'm I'm assuming the better one is yesterday, but 
my my whole thought is that everyone I've ever talked to about yesterday, they're always like, man, it's really funny that they made a movie like this. I've always had that thought. Like, what if, what if the world forgot that this person existed and then I just made really? all of their stuff? Because I've actually That's, had that people thought go too. around thinking that. Oh. Yeah, I've actually had that thought. Not specifically with the Beatles, but I have had that thought. Like, man, I just I wonder if like this comedian didn't exist and I just took all of their jokes. Like, would anyone even know? You know, oh, like wow. if no one knew Robin Williams existed, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh. and I just went around and just like, oh, what a wonderful place. You that, know, like, that's whatever. interesting <laughs> because I will say like the movie, I, I, I've never, I mean, I've only, my wife and I are the only two people I know that have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't like it. I thought it was a really like dull movie and, mm-hmm. the, and the songs, there was a lot of Ed Sheeran. I don't know if he's an actor. I know he was in like one episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, that's, but a, Ed, that's enough. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is a huge part of that movie, a that's disproportionate part of that movie. <laughs> Uh, Blinded by the Light uh, was, I thought, was better because it was on one hand, it, I mean, it was made by the same director as Bendit Like Beckham, so it hits yeah. a lot of those same notes. Mm-hmm. But, but so in that sense, it was delivered excellently, meaning yeah. if it was just that and it wasn't about Springsteen, it would mm-hmm. be excellent. And then the way they wove in the music and this character's true love for the music, mm-hmm. there's this moment where he's listening to the Springsteen stuff for the first time. And when mm-hmm. he and his friends are running through the streets with Born to Run and there are these musical scenes, uh, th- sort of like, I can't tell if they're in their head or if they're real, but there's a scene where the whole town sings Thunder Road together. Oh, yeah. And to me, it captures that feeling of, oh, that feeling of loving music mm-hmm. so hard in a way that, you feel like only you can understand. Yeah, of course. And yesterday was more this, more this like business question of, you know, oh, I have access to all of these. Absolutely. This, 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 uh, this sort of ethical business question. Yeah. Less of something with real heart. There, there's a few moments in yesterday that has a lot of heart, but I didn't feel like it had a lot of heart. Yeah. It had a lot of Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I. <laughs> well, and now I know which one to watch. <laughs> I know? would say hit Blind of the Life first. If yeah. you catch it on Childlike at Best, I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Mike Valdez, sometimes you're you're the first part, sometimes you're the second part. Yeah, but, but I'm you always are, there. You are so many things, <laughs> and you're a, an incredible gentleman. Please remind our listeners everywhere they can follow you okay well on on instagram i am at mike valdez on twitter i am i am mike valdez and you can go to whoismikevaldez.com to find out the answer to that question and that's it well it's been a pleasure having you since this is a full friday night movie episode i'll give our tags as well you can follow us at fry night movie on twitter and instagram you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table, Pancake Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. Our theme song, which will kick in, it's just going to kick in in your head now because I have to edit it mm-hmm. and post, is by What Does It Eat? And uh, thank you so much for being here. And I miss my sisters greatly. Um, and I'm sure at some point they would love to talk to you and have you on the show with I'd all of us. I'd love to talk to them as well. And then before we wrap up uh, our time at Gamer Comic Expo, I want to send a huge, huge thank you to my intern, the host of Friday Night Junior. She has been with me every step of the weekend. She has been so professional and so responsible. Thank you so much. I'm waving to her. She's right behind me. I can't tell if she's smiling. Yeah, she is. Um, she's smiling and waving. Uh, she has been absolutely amazing, and and I think so many people at the con have, have gotten a chance to know her. That's awesome. Um, and then my parents are, are in town a, a, as well, by total coincidence, and they've yeah. come out. And this is like the fourth Comic-Con they've come to with me. That's awesome. And uh, this is, Friday Night Movie is really ultimately when people ask me, it is about family, and you are all 
now part of the Friday Night Movie family. Yeah. Uh, so the guys in the audience uh, who don't, did I give you a t-shirt yet? Not yet. Okay, so no. you're going to get a t-shirt. I'll give you one down at the booth. But yes. the folks in the audience, you guys are getting t-shirts. Yeah. And uh, and um, uh, and then Mike are gonna get you one as well. Yeah, man, I and, love it. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, bye bye. Yeah. You have been listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our Pottern family. Remember to listen and subscribe to the show everywhere that you get your podcasts and of course follow us on social media at fry night movie on twitter and instagram thanks again for listening